I'm wearing my Mack Weldon underwear today. All right. They're so comfy. Mine are in the wash. They're the best. Well, you got you to stock up. I know. So you have one for every day. I know. That's the thing. Whatever you're wearing right now, folks, Mack Weldon is better. Yeah, because they are a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Simple shopping. Mm-hmm. Not only do their underwear, socks, and shirts look good. They perform well. They have this line that I love of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Well, what Tough does that word, mean, Matt? But what it means is that they, they eliminate odor. Oh. Uh, okay. So I smell great. I look great. Fantastic. And if you don't like your first pair, by the way, you can keep it. They'll still refund you. No questions asked. You know what I love best is my uh, my sweats, my Mack Weldon sweats. Oh, yeah. I, I get I – get, they get me excited to get out of bed in the morning. Yes. Because I can put on my Mack Weldon sweats. I can have my little coffee. Yeah. Ooh. That's my next Mac, Mac Milden purchase for Do sure. It. Those nice-ass sweats. Do it. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code HOMO at checkout. That's MacWeldon.com. Promo code HOMO. There's a brand new show at Stitcher Premium. It's called The Gateway. It's a new investigative series about spiritual guru Teal Swan, who draws in followers with her hypnotic self-help YouTube videos aimed at people who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. Teal insists her therapy saves lives, but her critics say Teal's death-focused dogma is uh, dangerous. Yeah. Join uh, Jennings Brown from Gizmodo as he travels to rural Utah and to the forests of Costa Rica with extensive access to Teal and her inner circle to uh, understand her teachings, investigate the deaths of some of her followers. You can listen to The Gateway right now on Stitcher Premium. Just go to... StitcherPremium.com slash gateway and use promo code homophilia for a free month of Stitcher Premium. I'm sorry, Dave. What were you going to say? I was going to say there's so much good stuff on Stitcher Premium That's these right. days. That's it right. really is. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No. Worth the wait. I think that's true. StitcherPremium.com slash gateway, promo code homophilia for a free month. Matt McConkie. Dave Holmes. How are you, man? I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm great. Hey, uh, not to brag, listeners, but went over to Dave Holmes' house. It's true. On Memorial Day. It's true. Uh, I saw the Jules sous vide in action. I saw the Jules sous vide in action. Yep. He, M- Michael was like, oh, wow, so it's not bullshit. Like, yeah. you're a- oh, no, it's real. And the pork was delicious, right? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, Every- it... it- it gets the job done. It was. This is not an ad that you're listening no, to. Right no, no, I know. I know it's confusing, but the the lines are so blurry between. Well, you know, that's what happens when Michael you was the like jewel so sous vide into your life. Dave literally is the perfect spokesperson for sous vide. I was like, it's really true. I'm telling you, it's really true. It's 100. Yeah. You were in your dad's um, apron, uh-huh. just owning the kitchen. It's what I. It's it, what I love to do. I love to f- get my friends together, feed them. You know, we, we have a few drinks. We have a few laughs. We enjoy ourselves so on, an, on a great American holiday. God bless America. And while that's going on, um, Roseanne Barr is taking an Ambien and, and oh becoming racist. It's Which, I mean. Becoming racist? Y- yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, I ev- is, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. Everything's been said. I know. And by Friday when this comes out, everything will have been said twice. There's no hot takes here that you haven't already heard. There are no hot takes here. Other than, yeah. Except let me – I will say one thing. Yeah. We're now in the in the stage where uh, where like conservative people are being like, well, do they call Donald Trump an ape all the time and why doesn't he – If you if you don't understand 
that those two things are not remotely comparable to each right. other. My advice is read a book. Any book. Uh, Literally any book. A book. The specific answer to that question might not be in the book that you decide to read, but if you're if you're that if you know that little, you're yeah. going to come across something that's going to blow your mind. Uh, yeah, you're going to learn your, something. Your, your cognitive function is probably it must be so low yeah. that maybe reading any any book, book will kick something into gear. Yes, that will then make you go, huh? Okay, yeah. So calling him an orange, orange yeah, and that is different. It might lead you to the next thing. That might lead you to the next thing. Yeah. It will. It'll be in the first half dozen things you read. Why? Sure. Why those two things are not remotely the same thing? Nope. Ugh. But anyway, I, I mean, I, it's it's cool to see a a, a giant conglomerate uh, do the right thing exactly. in spite of something being so profitable. Yeah, um, I, I think I think a Clay Crawford is probably mopping his brow, saying that? like he was the guy who was on uh, Lethal Weapon, who they had to get rid of and oh. replace with Sean William Scott. Happy to see him. Back in Welcome the, back, Sean Williams. Back Scott. in the rotation, but oh, yeah, he was fun. apparently such a nightmare that the that they fired him and recast him, and now it's going to be Sean Williams Scott. But he was the he was the last Hollywood pariah, <laughs> and, look, and so now he can just I mean, as he could anyway, because who the fuck is Clayton Crawford? But now he can walk around and not worry. Well, great. They're cleaning house. Yep. across the board. Yep, they are. It's about damn time. Um, what else is going on? What is going? Do you want on? to talk a little about your uh, con- your collaboration? With sure. The, the people at page six. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. Yeah. So. Uh, do I? <laughs> uh, well. Okay. Let me just say this. This is. And I was just talking. I, I was just on um, Hollywood Handbook, and I had this conversation with uh, uh, with Sean Clements. This is a this is a business that will again and again mm-hmm. take something you don't want, mm-hmm. seduce you into wanting it. Convince you that it belongs to you, and then not give it to you. Oof. So that's that's been the story of my life for the last couple months. There was a thing that was in New York City where it was like, "This is yours," and it was just like, uh, "Like, well, we're working on the deal." Yep. And so it's just by the end of the week, well, it's no, we're still working on it. And meanwhile, none of this is coming. I'm not like, "Give me this." No, dope. people like, are I'm, going out of their way to be like, "Hey, just so you, just know, so you Dave, know." Yeah, this is like, you. We just got to like dot our I's and cross our T's. Exactly. And- yeah. And then uh, after six, seven weeks, they were like, actually, we're just not going to have a host at all on that show. So oh. anyway. Anyway, bye. So yeah. So uh, I have not been able to make plans more than a week ahead for the last couple of months. And now suddenly, no. I mean, I'm disappointed. But now it's like, ah, another another Los Angeles summer. And right? I mean, thank God for all of us here. Thank in the God, Wolf family, that we're, mm-hmm. we were looking at possibly having to record episodes not together mm-hmm. when I'm not seeing you across the table. It would not be cold right. brew. Matt, it and, wouldn't be right. Yeah, and I'm too old a man to live in New York City. No, I can visit. I can visit, but I can't. I, the day to day grind. No. Can't do it. I was literally asked on the way, got an email on the way here that was like, "If should I put you up for this job? Because if you got it, you would have to relocate. Probably not yeah. for that. Probably for like four months or something. Right. But that already feels like, would I? Yeah. Know? Would you? I, th- I mean, I'm a fucking a whore. Yeah. I would, for, for a job? Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, probably yeah. because there would be an end in sight. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I would be, it would be harder with the dog than I think sure. it would be. Because with Michael, it's like, we, like he can come out and visit and she can't fly. I mean, she's an elderly yeah. lady. Um, and 
that is the part that like gives me pause more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think Michael and I like would have it would be it would be romantic to be in like a sure. like a little temporary long distance thing. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, again, something that I'm sure I will be lured into, and then I will yeah I, I'll be dying to have it, and then it will be taken away from me. Yeah, and then you'll be you'll be angry, and then ashamed of being angry exactly. about not getting something that yeah. you didn't want. Yeah. Yeah, that's right back, right back where I started, but just feeling worse. <laughs> that is this industry for you. God bless us. Mm. God bless us, everyone. Um, our guests this week. Oh, guests. Uh, guests. That's right. Three. Yeah. Actually. A trio. Only two of them uh, speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are um, they are a, a married couple who I uh, who I met. Um, I interviewed them as part of Chicago Ideas Week last autumn. And uh, and they tour the country. They're speakers. Uh, their their names are Teak and Kim. Teak is a uh, is a trans man. Kim is a queer identified woman. They met and fell in love. They have they now have uh, a baby yeah. named Soleil, who's here as well. Yes, uh, who who slept quietly. She was a perfect angel. Was an absolute angel. Been uh, flying all over the country with this this yeah. little girl, and she has been giving them no guff. Yeah. They made it look so – as I said to them in the interview, they made it look so easy. Mm -hmm. And it was – yeah, I I feel like the perfect time for us to uh, include a couple was these two. Yeah. Uh, Because, I I mean, their story together and just seeing their chemistry, I mean, yeah, they're amazing. I dug them right away. Yes. I thought, oh, we got to get them on. They happened to be in town. We made it happen. Made it happen. And we will be right back. Enjoy. With Teak and Kimmel on. Well, you know what they say. Are you? <laughs> do you know what they say? Here's what they say. What do they say? They say it's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Of That's course, what they say. That classic statement. Yep. Well, guys, take it from forhims.com, a one stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness. For men. Just for hims. Uh, with medical-grade solutions, real doctors, and well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions that can help you keep your hair, forhims.com offers men easier, more affordable access to the prescriptions, products, and medical advice that they need. Yeah, medical. You're, you're going, oh, are these like herbal supplements? No. No. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Oh, well, I obviously we have to sit in a waiting room for a long time, right? Nope. Uh, I'd have to go and see a doctor and have all kinds of uncomfortable conversations nope. about my penis and stuff, right? No? Nope, 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 nope. You wow. save hours. You just go to forhims.com. You answer a few quick questions. A doctor reviews. Uh, then they can prescribe you. And uh, everything you need is sent directly to your door. Wow. Well, our listeners get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for just 5 bucks today. Right now, while supplies last. Guys, see their website for full details because this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. What is that website? It's forhims.com slash homo. Could you spell that, please? F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash homo. Forhims slash homo. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Yes. With our very special guests. Yes. Teak and Kim Milan, welcome. Thank you for Guess having us. Guests world. Hey. Yes. Our and first ever couple. And our first ever baby. Hey. Our first ever in studio baby. It's a baby. So a it, uh, would you introduce her to our to our listeners? Yeah, this is this is Soleil Aurelia Milan. That's her that's her little name. 
And so, when was she born? She was born on January the 17th, uh, 2018. At 7.23 p.m. PM. Oh. Welcome to the world. Right. She's here. She is a beauty. Thank She's sleeping you. soundly. No. Kim is going to attempt to stand through the interview. There's a lot of firsts <laughs> happening yeah. in this whole Ophelia. We're, we're yeah. taking it in bold new directions, and I love it. It's going to awesome. be awesome. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. So in this show, we, we talk about uh, what people are loving, and then we, and then we get um, deeply, inappropriately personal about your uh, about your love lives. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with the easy stuff. Uh-huh. What are you in these in these in these late night hours where perhaps Soleil has woken you up and you're having trouble <laughs> getting back to sleep? What do you watch? What do you listen to? What do you what are you obsessed with? What are we watching a lot of right now? I've watched so much on Netflix lately. Yeah. Um, I'm watching there that so show Three Percent. I don't know what really, that is. I love it. It's like this post-apocalyptic future, and it's Brazilian, and only 3% of the population gets to live in like a very nice place, yeah. and everyone else is kind of like in chaos and abject poverty, and it's all about the competition for these group of people to make it into that 3%, to make it to this like this island of, of bounty and beauty. Oh, wow. And I'm really, I really like a good post-apocalyptic. I'm interested, like, what are we doing when the world's ending? Let's talk about the zombies. Like, yeah. let's yes. figure that whole thing out. Uh-huh. That's, You're okay. watching it, like, just for educational purposes. Exactly. Like, what will I do like, when the grid goes down? Exactly. Like, yeah. I t- and then afterwards I talk to Teek and I'm like, okay, so what's our exit plan? Like, how yeah. are we going to get to the roof? Do we know anyone with a helicopter? I need to know how to shoot a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's weird that post-apocalyptic things are so popular when we are mid-apocalyptic. Yeah. Very, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, news counts as just mid-apocalyptic. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We're deeply <laughs> right in, the in it. Of the shit. Yeah. I, I watch The yeah. Handmaid's Tale every week and take copious notes. Right. About <laughs> what? How was the new season? Have you watched it? It's that? so good. Is it? And okay. it's so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, the but first season when, was a lot. Oh, it's it's <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just when it has taken you so low that you don't think you can take anymore, they give you a win and you're just like, yes. yes. Right, right. So there is hope there. Yeah. There's yeah, hope for all good. of us in this <laughs> post-apocalyptic future that's approaching. I yeah. Guess. Ben and I have watched the first episode of that and that's it for now. I mean, at yeah. some point, yeah. I know we're going to both get into it, but just right now it's too plausible. Yeah, yeah. you got to take a break with that. That's show. so you true. I can't do, when, when it's too close to reality, I, like, I need a little bit of escapism. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't take me to a place that feels so reminiscent that I just feel sad about yeah. everything. That's exactly. why I like zombies. Yeah. Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead is my jam. Really? Yeah, I love it. I okay. love it. Tiki's I've, obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> like, and I'm always talking to people about their about their their zombie plan. Like, what's what are you gonna do when the zombies come? What is your zombie plan? Okay, so we have to go north. Okay, yeah. decided. Yes, you have to go north. Um, we live in Canada, so we all. This is the thing. Whenever there's a post-apocalyptic anything, people head to Canada, and we're already there. That's and what's happening. We're into Canada, right? It's it's a safe place, right? And there's so much land, and there's only like 30 million people in Canada when it's like three times the size of the United States. Uh huh. So there's just so we've traveled through Canada. There's just nothing. There's just like there's just hills uh-huh. and trees for miles and miles, and then like little towns and people probably have lots of stuff like stockpiled like weapons and yep. grain and shit like that. They've got okay. all. I, I Dave's heard me say this so many times, but I my boyfriend is Canadian. After the election, I was like, do not let go of your place in Toronto, Ditto. whatever you do, because uh-huh. I've been playing the long game. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened here right after the election I was at I'll never forget I was at um, Summit at Sea this 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 conference and so Teak was on like a yacht in the middle I of the ocean in the middle of the ocean and as soon as Trump got announced as president I was like Oof. so I'm looking at some cute condos in Toronto you want to go be Canadian <laughs> with me yeah we left like six weeks after that 
We left that the election was in November. We moved into our place December 9th because we spent Christmas there. Absolutely, we were gone. We oh were wow, out. we were out. like this. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. nuts. It's like the United States has lost its collective mind. Because mm-hmm. Kim out. is from Toronto, yes, from Toronto. but you just but you did move back there specifically because you were like, I don't want to be part yeah, of this country. And, yeah, right now. and we wanted to have we wanted to have like like a long game, like an exit strategy. You know, I wanted to make yeah. sure that we had access and had a place there just in case things got really really real in the United States. Yeah. And it felt like we're always on the precipice of things yeah. just going kabooey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Literally every morning when we do our whole like through our Twitter timeline situation, I'm always like, baby, look what your president did today. <laughs> no, it's like, look at this. <laughs> thank God for Trump. And you're always like, no, he didn't. And I'm like, yes, he did. There this is so not fake news. I thought, this like, is real. Like it was like trolling. Like that's, that's, that's photoshopped. And I'm that like, is. it's not. <laughs> it's, it is each new day brings a dozen new Horrors. Yeah. Horrors. Yeah. Every single Horrors day. that we would have talked about for a, a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four years ago. But yeah. now it's just so – it's so normal yeah. for this – so many lies to be misconstrued as truth, you mm-hmm. know, for people yeah. to take opinion as fact. Mm-hmm. And for things that are just awful and just just like a blow to like the human spirit to happen so many times. And it's just in succession. Like we don't even – it's like we don't even have enough time to like digest it all, uh-huh. yeah. like make sense of it all. You know, yeah. it's I'm, – I'm over it. It's uh, It's tricky. What it's do you guys tricky. do to like self-soothe in yeah. the face of all that? What kind of what kind of like escapist stuff are you? Are, are, is there any like garbage TV in your lives or? I love a really trashy reality show. I'm not even gonna front. Yeah, we're like, so, we're yeah. so into celebrity gossip. I'm we were talking about front. that. We don't even like people who aren't into it. <laughs> when people are like judgmental about it, like you follow that, and we're like, yes, we absolutely know yes, what everyone is you. doing and who everybody married, <laughs> and we are super interested in it. So, yeah. what is your trashy reality show? Okay, I, really I love love and hip hop. Love and hip hop. Okay. Um, Real Every Housewives of Atlanta, of Atlanta. Real Housewives of Atlanta gives me life. Those girls. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm really into oh, that. Oh yeah, you got it. The Potomac. I haven't even watched. Oh, I'm so into them. I'm yeah. so so into them. I'm just like I love. I love a good, like, trashy, cunty, like, fun, yelling situation. Like, get. I'm, I'm interested. I, my, my grandmother is um, Venezuelan. And so, like, I grew up with a lot of telenovelas in my life. <laughs> and so I'm really interested in, like, these black telenovelas. Like, I'm like, get really mad and, like, slap someone uh-huh. and <laughs> yell yeah. and wear a lot of, like, boobs. And I'm like, I want all of it. Like, I Just love. Just high level boobs. of drama. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so, I'm so about it. Why do you think the telenovela has not taken off in the United States? <sighs> I don't no. understand. It seems tailor-made for us. It really does. I, I really, I'm always struggling with that idea because I think that everyone would be so into it because it's just such like high drama, mm-hmm. high fashion, like big hair, like dramatic stares. like And real stakes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's only for like three to six months at a time. Exactly. And they're telling a full story. So people you love could die and then they'd just be dead. <laughs> exactly. And then the story would end. Yeah. Awesome. You know, like that seems to be... Something you could emotionally invest yourself yeah. in. Uh-huh. I don't know I why feel we like don't it's do coming. That. I feel like it'll happen. We'll see it pop off. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. It will. Are you in uh, the part of Canada that watches Coronation Street? <laughs> yes. Okay, because I'm obsessed with Coronation Street. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I my love mother it so much. is obsessed. What is that? Oh, you don't know? No. It is the world's Some longest running soap Canadian. opera. Yeah, T. Really? The world's? I thought that was like one life to live all my children. Oh, no, no, no. no. I only know about it from Dave Holmes. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's the reason I subscribe to BritBox. Yep. I like literally <laughs> pay like eight bucks a month just so I can watch Coronation Street. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a good high stakes. It is a very high stakes. In I mean, everybody's, everybody's poor. Uh-huh. 
three of the 60 people in the cast are attractive. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's real stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, like if people run out of money and yeah. when it's people die, they're dead and, and it's, really? yeah. it's heavy. It's real. It's, heavy, it's real. That obsessed. was literally like when we got my mom's TV, mm-hmm. she was like, you have to get me BBC in order. And like, we had to get a whole other TV package. Cause she oh, was wow. like, I'm watching this and I'm watching Downton Abbey and nothing is going to stop me from watching these two shows. <laughs> and I was like, yes, mother. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Promise. Which so we're going to get spoilery right now. So just if you're not caught up on the Walking Dead, you might want to scrub forward maybe two minutes. Which Walking Dead death has affected you the most? Oh my gosh! Okay, so the, get, you, I wish I wish people could see Teek's face because he's like really emotionally deeply. I'm invested. really invested into the show. Um, okay, so when they killed Glenn, I think that had to be yeah. the worst. It was it was such a gruesome death. You couldn't take eye that. Popped out. Yeah. I that couldn't was rough. take it. I couldn't take it. And I really wish they had killed um, um, Negan at the end. Uh-huh. I'm not understanding. Wait, like, he's still alive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, spoiler, yeah, Negan's still alive. Like, you know, um, Rick, like, cut his throat, but then they pinched him back oh up. Oh, my He's like, God. oh, we're just going to keep you in solitary confinement for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. They should have cut his fucking head off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, um, and what was the, the black girl when she decided she took the poison and— Yes, that oh. was her name. She's on Star Trek now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, her, her. She's great. Yeah. yeah. She went out like a G, though. Yes, she did. She went out like a G. I, 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 I can't. I'm that. learning a lot. I had an inkling that Car- Carl is the child, right? Yeah. He's- oh, no, yes. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl's death was hard, too. Yeah, I, I remember I knew about it because I'm always like, I look at the spoilers because I just want to know what Teak knows. I don't actually want to watch the show. Yes. When I was pregnant, I couldn't watch zombie apocalypse things because all I would do is dream about zombies all night long and I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be exhausted because I would be running from zombies for eight hours at yeah. night and uh-huh. then I would wake up and I'd be pregnant and I was like this is too much I'm not playing this game so I like watch on Twitter and I remember I was like oh my god baby someone is really important to you is about yeah. to die Ooh. and I can't tell you who yeah that was hard yeah. that, was really, that was really really sad Yeah, but I yeah. like how they you know how certain episodes are really like gory and it's like just like war and just like blood and and brains everywhere and then sometimes it's like a really slow moving kind of story and really kind of get into the characters uh-huh. I really love Walking Dead For, Fear of the Walking Dead too I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm behind on a couple of episodes but and it's a little slower pace mm-hmm. which 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 I enjoy yeah I can I, like, I like sit on that with you because it's not so much of the dying yeah there's not a lot yeah. of there's not a lot of gore yeah there's some I was happy when they started off to be like out at sea and like in San Diego and yes. just out of the like dusty South. I was totally. just so tired of like being in yeah, the yeah. South. But apparently, Fear of the Walking Dead has now like yeah, they went to Mexico, converged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're in Mexico. I thought they were like in they, the South somewhere near. They're yeah, in the why south didn't they Texas. stay in the ocean? P.S. I can't remember something. Bad guys. Okay. Bad guys. Bad guys came. Bad guys everywhere. Bad bad guys everywhere. Yeah, so one of the characters, Morgan, from The Walking Dead is now on Fear of the Walking Dead. Right. And yeah. He's great. He's great. He's great. He's great. But yeah, I'm two episodes behind, so hopefully hopefully our little baby will let me catch up. (laughs) I'm 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 amazed. No, go ahead. No, you were were talking about your travel schedule before we started, and I don't know how you have time to (laughs) do any of this stuff. Yeah, we make it happen. You know, the thing is that it's just, it's the life that Kim and I live. Like, we travel for work. We're always going, going, going. Um, And I think a lot of people, like, couch this idea of, like, having children in a family as if it's going to just, as it has to settle you in a a specific way. They just growl? (laughs) We hope. A growl is the best case scenario. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, that you still can't do or move the way you you want but we still do we just have a baby with us yeah this flight yeah. that she took when we got here that was her 10th flight. flight 
you know, and she's four months old. Wow. She's been to how many cities now? Like a bunch of them. 13, 14. I was that. Yeah, yeah. She's been, she's been a lot of places. Mm -hmm. She's been a lot of places. So it's been, you know, she's, it's just the life that she lives. She just gets used to it. You know, she's great on the planes. She's got cute little passport. I love fall asleep everywhere. You know, she's good. It's a tiny little passport. It's a tiny little fucking passport. Oh, come on. I need to see that. Cute. We're going to need to pull that out. God. Yeah, I wish we bought her a little passport. It's so adorable. And her little tiny face. And even when you take the passport photo, you, you can't have hands in it. So you got to like hold her up like a puppet in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so you like have your hand up her shirt and like your hand on her butt. And and you're trying to balancing. Yeah, she's yeah. just like balancing. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What what, uh, what music are you listening to right now? Is, uh, have there uh, been any 2018 releases that have blown your hair? Invasion back? of Privacy, Cardi B's new album, yeah. like yeah. backwards and forwards. You know, like she loves the track. I like it. Like when I play that in the morning, we have a little dance party to it. She gets into it. I could put her to sleep to Cardi B. That just is my life right now. And it's also what I'm listening to in the gym. I'm so into that. Yeah. Nikki's new tracks, Nikki, which are Chun-Li. about Cardi. Are both of them are right? There's a little subtweeting yeah. in there, you know. But I'm like, a good healthy rap beef is always important. Like I'm like, I love the drama. I live sure. for it. So yeah. y'all be <laughs> mad at each other and make some good mean music about it. Do you, you know? think they're actually mad at each other, or is it pro wrestling? I I think, I think it's, it's more pro wrestling. wrestling. I think it's you know, I think yeah. it's a little bit of that. But you know, Cardi's like a she's a Bronx girl, so. Yeah. That new that new one that she has with uh, J Lo is so great. Oh, it's, so, it's just so iconic. And just thinking about Cardi B as a young Latina girl growing up in the projects in the Bronx and mm-hmm. looking at J Lo, and now they're on a track together and a video together, and they look so throwing good. money in and the it's air. Just, it's just amazing to watch. Cardi Rise. You know, we've been fans of her since since Instagram. When she had the chip really? tooth, it was yeah. just like yeah, yeah. talking shit on Instagram. I actually you know? used to go to the same nail girl as Cardi B. We yeah. both used to get the same like elaborate, like super sparkly nails. It's really only since like, you know, I have a baby and I don't like poke her eye out that I can't like do <laughs> that sort of nail situation. I'm still seeing great nails. I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. But I used to like the remember my nails that were like inspired by like Basquiat. Basquiat like yeah. I did a whole oh, like wow. I would really go hard with the nail art. I was very yeah. Like, when she bohigua. has a baby, she might have to you know put those aside <laughs> That's temporarily. True. It's, That's true. That's true. it's true. hard. It's hard. It's coming. Yeah, like the, when I got my last acrylics, like right in the last month of pregnancy, I was sad. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> Can't you just do it, baby? Mourn the <laughs> it was sad. It was sad. Oh. You guys do, I got to say, make it look really easy, though, Thank having you. the baby. Because I have, I, I'm like in a stage of life where all of my friends are either trying or they've recently yeah, had one. Too. And it is, it's such a mix of like, and my boyfriend and I are sort of like all over the map about it, but. So we're always like taking cues from other people, and you yeah. know, you'll go to that friend's house where you're like, you leave, and you're just shell shocked. Yeah, you're like, you're like I never, never. want to fucking do that. <laughs> no yeah. babies for but me. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this looks like a breeze. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I yeah, would say that like baby wearing is clutch. Like, yeah, I think a lot of the time because I literally have taken her everywhere. I've done lectures with her on my chest. I've taught yoga classes with her. I've done workshops, you know, and all of it has happened with me having her on me. And it's so much easier than anything else. Yeah. You know, it just makes her like she wakes up and she's like, oh, the only thing I want is my mom. And you're right here. Mm-hmm. I want to go to sleep. It's really easy to do that. You know, like everything just is so easy in, when I wear yeah. her, that's yeah. like that for us is yeah like our parenting hack yeah and uh, then also because you know of the work that Kim and I do we're always together 
uh, and we have a lot of time to kind of like move things around the way we want to. So it's easy for us to have a, like a really shared partnership when it comes to parenting. You know, there's never yeah. a time when one of us is away for 10 hours a day. Yeah. You know, or this anxiety of like having to like return to, um, you know, a job where you have to be there for 10 hours. Like yeah, that, yeah. That's not the kind of life that we live. So that I think that's made it a lot easier. Yeah, there is time. Like, he, you know, TK has gone away for like a week, a week at a time, time. Yeah. or whatever. But still, like I really just, I strap her to me and I do everything. Yeah. I'm just like, you are going to live here <laughs> so that I can functionally have use of my arms <laughs> and still accomplish things and, you know, like Baby do my makeup way. and like eat some food and stuff like that. So this is definitely, yeah, she's awesome. She's good. She's an awesome wow. kid. Yeah. Amazing. Is there a plan for more? Yes. Yeah. We we're going to start trying again in January. Yeah. All, all right. right. We're yeah, ready. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it again. Yeah. Actually, I had a really, I had a really great birth. You know, I think a lot of people can get really traumatized by their birth process. My birth was awesome. It was amazing. Like the so moment good. she came out, I was like, I'm going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got it. <laughs> I that is yeah. typical. I don't hear yeah. that very yeah. often. <laughs> That is, I think, the first time I've heard that. Yeah. So, so yeah, well but you, done. And, but the thing is, is like having a baby in Canada is is, a, is such a huge thing because yeah. in the United States, doing so much research on what happens to women during pregnancy, uh, especially how black treated, women, especially black women, yeah. how they're treated in the hospitals. You know how so many women are aren't consent, don't consent to certain you know practices. And yeah. to so many Even Serena Williams, she talked about how like she literally almost died almost after died. having her baby because she was telling the nurses like I need you to do this for me. And that's just like no. And they were like no, you, you don't know, know what you're, you're talking. talking about yeah you know but i had midwives i had a doula i was in a birth center there was like a fireplace and like art surrounding me when i was giving birth it was like a big bathtub it was essential oils and i think that's it i think you know being able you being to have a birth that was like centered around you and what you wanted instead of having a birth that's centered around like what the doctor and the hospitals want and that's what we see happening in the united states that's why united states have one like the highest rates of uh, maternal mortality mortality. in the developing world like the highest yeah which is bonkers out of control so we were like, no. So Kim was able to have a baby exactly how she wanted to and curate a team of people that she wanted around mm-hmm. her. There was no pressure. There was like, you know, we were, how late were you? Two weeks? Two weeks? One week. One I had her 41 weeks. I had her 41 weeks, right. So, and you know, and a lot of times they pressure women to like get the baby out before then, you know, but it was none of that. It they, was like, they, I was like, maybe we should get the baby out. Now I'm like, my midwives were like, relax, chill. go for a walk, have some sex, just <laughs> chill. Just You'll chill. be fine. Like... And I was. It was great. Yeah. It was so great. Yeah. Wow. I think it's different when you don't treat giving birth as like a medical procedure, like surgery. Yes. You know, that's not, she's, Kim's not sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm That's not what it is. It's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, in Toronto, you know, they understood that. You know, so it was it was really nice. It was, it was really great. Nice. The advice I'm hearing is be Canadian. I, that's that's exactly. my takeaway. Yeah. I tell I'm every Canadian. American to marry themselves a Canadian. Michael, what? are you listening to this? You <laughs> get yourself one. Get yourself a Canadian. Get, get yourself some health care access. Get one Canadian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we're going to take a little break and we'll be yes. back. Awesome. Some more. Deacon Kim. Oh my God, I love the show, Who Charted? Remember, so we were much. on there together. Yes, we were. That episode is out there somewhere on the internet. Yep. Listen to it. Because mm-hmm. that's I, where you get comedian Howard Kramer. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. And uh, he's bringing on his funniest friends. They're discussing the top five songs and movies of the week. Mm-hmm. Keeps you current yes. with what the kids are listening to and watching. Recently, he has been joined by the great Natasha Leggero. Love her. As a co-host, she is the greatest. You may know her from shows like Another Period or the Honeymoon Stand-Up Special on Netflix. 
She and I did a pilot together for NBC like a few years ago. They did not pick it up. That's right. Yet. 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 I'm holding out hope for that one. It'll probably come back. There's all kinds of space getting freed up. That's right. By people being assholes. They talk about everything on Who Charted from mumble rap to new country music. They debate Neil Young versus Jimmy Buffett. They talk about which movies seem too loud. Mm -hmm. Plus, each episode, Howard, Natasha, and their guests also share their hot picks with listeners. Things that they recommend over all the garbage on the charts. Recent guests include actor and writer Ben Schwartz. Comedians John Early and Kate Berlant. Delightful. Earwolf's own Paul F. Tompkins. Greatest of all time. Listen to Who Charted on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, So uh, Jimmy Buffett or Neil Young? Neil Young, I guess. Neil Young, obviously. Thank you. We are back with Deacon Kim and Soleil. (laughs) And still sleeping soundly. Oh, my God. Just a picture of serenity. Beautiful. Beautiful. This picture of beauty keeps being punctuated by my dog farting. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> that is, is. I feel like, but I feel like that's a, a larger metaphor for a baby because they're just like beautiful and then they poop everywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're just like you're like oh so lovely and then you vomited on me for oh. the fourth time today. I just feel bad because she comes all the time to the podcast and she never does this and you're not you're not getting her at her best. Right. It's okay. It's okay. We all understand. Um, so I want to hear the story of you guys as a couple. Um, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take oh my god. I mean, so I was breaking up with this girl at the time. Um, T had actually tried to like hit me up on Facebook like a few times, and I was like, "Yo, I have a girlfriend. Like, ease up." Now, how were you connected on Facebook? Through a f- mutual friend. Yeah, we okay. weren't even. We didn't know each other. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, you know how it is with you. You know, you go to a friend's page and you go through their friends list, and that's how I find her on there. And I hit her up, and I was like, "Oh, I hit her with, with this line." Take. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're so, well, it's not like, you're so beautiful on the outside. I'm sure you're just as beautiful on the inside, something like that. Oh. And, you know, it was crickets Sick. for like four, I know. <laughs> it was like crickets for like four months. Like she did not respond. And every month, you know, I wasn't harassy. You know, yeah. every month I would just hit her with a, hey, how you doing? Um, nothing, 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 nothing. And then finally she broke up with, with the girlfriend and then finally, yes. finally talked to me. Yeah. And that was in January. January. 2014. Yeah. And, um, and within the first three days of us talking to each other, there were 3,000 messages between us. Because wow. Because when we first started talking, we were just talking on Facebook Messenger. We weren't talking on the phone. We weren't doing mm-hmm. – it was just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are we doing? So we finally took it off there and started FaceTiming And the reason why other. we couldn't face – we couldn't, like, video each other was because I was still, like, living with the girl. <laughs> and I didn't want to be, like – I didn't want to, like, get on Skype with, like, my new possible boo while she's, like, in the other room and <laughs> processing our breakup. You know, like <laughs> how I don't long know. were you living together but broken up? Oh, just like a couple days. Oh, it was okay, like okay. I was down in I was down in California actually at the time. I was in Santa Cruz, right. and I had she was Canadian too. And I was like, "Come down and like be with me, and like let's take our relationship to another level." Um, and then I was just like, "Oh, you're a mess. We can't do this at all. You got to go back home to Canada." Like, <laughs> and it was just like a few days before she got her stuff together before she could do that, and yeah. then. And then that kind of like paved yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, that opened up. That opened up the floodgates for us. So then, so yeah, so we had those messages, and then we started FaceTiming. Move forward. So that was that was the end of January 2014. So February 14th, I asked her to marry me. I've been on for two weeks. Oh Why? We hadn't even met in person yet. We haven't yeah. met in person. You've been talking for two weeks, and you proposed. Yeah. I proposed, uh-huh. and, and he was like, like, "I want to marry you." <laughs> I, 
post. And then we met. Where, where, where you were giving us? I was giving a speech, speech at, at Princeton, Princeton, and T came, and he was like in the front row in the audience. He like brought date. me water. He brought me like snacks. He was like being a super fan. And then our date lasted for four days. Yeah, we were, wow. we were out there for four days. That was in February, and then her birthday is March 9th. I bought a ring, gave her a ring, and then we got married on May fifth. Cinco de Mayo. So wow. we've known each other for four years, and we've been married for four years. Uh-huh. We just celebrated our four-year anniversary. Yeah, Happy perfect. anniversary. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations. Now, were either of you prone to this kind of, like, diving in? Were you? I, I you know— I you know I love really hard. I'm not even gonna fry it. I, you know I I but I have, I don't think it was ever like this. Never like this. No, this was a first for me to be like, let's get married after two weeks. Yeah, I I've had the experience. I've been proposed to a lot. I know that's so, I'm like that's such a humble brag, but like I have been proposed to a lot. The very first time I was that's proposed a, to the only but humble is the only word that I would take issue with. Just a brag. Just a brag. By the um, way, if it's true, I yeah. mean, I you, what are you supposed to do? It's- the very first time I was actually proposed to, I was 12, and, like, I got, like, a whole ass diamond ring, and my mother was like, if you don't give that back to this boy, I'm going to be so mad. And I was like, but it's really okay. Um, and so I've had that experience, but normally it's usually me being like, oh, that's really sweet. Thanks so much for wanting to marry me, and me, like, awkwardly trying to, like, yeah. not get married. Um, but with Cheek, I was like, Absolutely. Like, let's absolutely, absolutely yeah. do this for sure. Yeah, we did it. We did wow. it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. That's and amazing. what were the, what were those Facebook messenger conversations about? Okay. So like <laughs> everything. Yeah. We definitely talked everything. about sex. I was like, how do you like to smash? Because yeah. I want to make sure that we are in line about that. Uh, we talked about like the number of kids we wanted to have. We were that. both like, we want to have like five kids. We want like a starting a five. Basketball team of kids. <laughs> so we totally did that. We talked about everything. We were really right. up front. I was like, I'm, you know. I'm getting older. I just want to like get straight to the point. Like I hate that whole beginning where you're like meeting someone's representative and yeah, like uh-huh. slowly over time you yeah. find out that you're actually not really well suited to be together. And I'm like, I actually don't have time for that. I really want to know like from jump, like are we going to be good together or not? Yeah. Yeah. We talked a lot about all of those things in our politics, like the things that we believed in, things that we really held true to ourselves, which is really important. You know, it's hard. I don't know if I could. I don't I know that I couldn't spend the rest of my life with someone who I had to constantly like debate like social political issues with. Yeah. You know, particularly as as a trans person and as a black person, like, you know, I wouldn't be able to come in the house and like, you know, these white people and their microaggressions fucking killing me. Yeah. And it not be an issue. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we we vibed on just so many levels so quickly. And the thing is, is that, you know, I just I for me, I just knew it. And I've always been the kind of person I follow my heart, even if it may not fit right into different modes in the world. I'm you know, my mother always told me to follow Follow your first mind, you know, which this is your heart, you know. Um, and that's what I did. And Kim, it just felt right. And we are hella right. compatible. Like, we're super, super compatible. We're super good friends. We can spend, a, we spend a ton of time with each we other. We just talked about that yesterday. Like, you know, I, we've, we've had some doozies. Like, we've definitely. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> we could fight. That, we could fight. But, like, uh, we are just together constantly. You know, so I said, we've done pretty damn good for people who are with up under each other, like, 24 You know, we work yeah. together. We, like, have a relationship together. Obviously, like, we parent together. We spend, like, a, an enormous a amount of time planes together all year long. And oh, that's when you really time. see the ugly Seriously. side of each other. Seriously. Like, long five-hour yeah. flights. And yeah, stuff. when you're, like, over it and you're just, yeah. And we, like, we have gone through, we've gone through so many things together. Yeah. And made it out, like, stronger. Like, I think even when we fought 
the hardest. Mm. The idea of not being in each other's life seems like was the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah. we're mm. like that's ridiculous. Was like we're she's getting on that. my last good nerve, but there's no way that we I can't be with this woman. Yeah. so right. let's just work it out. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. then, what do you do when being together all the time wears on you, as it would any couple, any humans? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, are you able to take we, alone time? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely do that. Again, our lives are like. We really intentionally chose the life that we have. And so our lives are flexible in the way that we can. Like, we can go away for a little bit. Like, we both can go away for, like, a week or two weeks and take time and, like, be in different cities. You know, like, we both have – I have a lot of family and, like, folks, like, Mm -hmm. out in California. Mm -hmm. You have folks out in New York. Mm -hmm. We have people in New York – in, like, Toronto and Montreal. There's always a place – that we can like escape to if we need like a big chunk of time away from each other. Yeah. Um, but we don't really do that big chunks. It's just like here and there, and then also therapy. Therapy. Couples oh my god. Therapy, let me tell you, every couple, even if you're not going through a, a bad patch or things are looking great, go to couples therapy. We with love your our therapists. We, we really love. do. Shout out to Jane. She's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> She's okay, Jane is Jane is really like yeah. got us together. Because I think you Seriously. don't even realize. You know, I think one of the things about marriage is that it really makes you face. Like, you're the worst version of yourself. Absolutely. You know? You have to... All of these things that you're like, oh, well, I'm not really great at this, or I'm, like, kind of a shitty communicator. Like, you end up coming face-to-face with that when you're with someone else, you yeah. know? You you realize... I realize all the really negative things I've, like, inherited from my mom. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, like, one of those silent treatment kind of people, and I'm like, that's so messy. Like, <laughs> and you realize that when you're up against someone that you really love and you want to keep being better. And I think then, like, adding the layer of having a kid, like... I don't yeah. want her to grow up in anything that yeah. is, like, negative or hard or difficult or anything like that. I want her to see really good communication. I want her to see her mom getting treated really, really well because yeah. I want her to aspire to be treated really, really well. Yeah. So all of those things just make you want to, like, up your game constantly. And, you know, and that's funny because you say that because it's, like, so many times we have conversations, particularly from, like, cisgender heterosexual relationships where having a child breaks them up mm. you know it just it causes such a wedge in the relationship but for us I think so because we, we were so deliberate and intentional about having a baby and deliberate and intentional about being really really good parents and that we had to be good to each other so I think us having a baby really yeah. brought us closer together because totally. like we got to get our shit together we can't be yeah. out here fighting each other and not liking yeah, each other yeah we don't like go, yell fight now we like we angrily text. text in the same like, room oh, at each other <laughs> we're talking to you you know because we're like I'm, there's no yelling around the baby so <laughs> just I'm really mad look at the messages right. angry emoji at you. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's it's really helped. Having a baby has really brought us together because we have to be really intentional about being good to each other to have a to be to give her a really good example of how yeah. she should be treated and how she should see people love each other, you know? Um so it's it's been it's been good. And therapy is really <laughs> Do you have group. like a like a one like a sort of recurring fight that you feel you find you keep having over and over where you're like, "Oh, I'm bringing this one thing, this one piece of baggage and I'm bringing this other piece of baggage." Yeah, I don't know if it's. I think there's a the theme that happens. I think a lot of times. Well, I know for me, you know, my feelings. I can be really insecure. That's true. I get really insecure. Like, I, you know, oh my gosh, it's gonna leave me any second. Uh. You know, so I get this insecurity, and instead of me saying like, I really love you, I'm scared that you know this fight means you're gonna like break up with me. I get mean. Yeah. You know, and that keeps ha- – and I didn't realize that was happening until we went to therapy and my therapist, she kept saying I was angry. And I, and I was like, baby, is she racist? Because she <laughs> yeah, saying that I'm angry. Uh-huh. And I racist? was like, she's not racist. You are angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's true. You know, And I didn't realize that until we went to therapy and started having these conversations. But that has come up a lot, I know, for me. Or my insecurities – I mask my insecurities by being, like, angry and mean and defensive. So it's, like, constantly trying to – 
working through not being that person and, yeah. just, and yeah. trusting her enough and and being vulnerable enough to say, look, I'm scared. Yeah. You know? So is that the move now when you are the person who's more insecure in the relationship is to just be like vulnerable about it? Because I think that, you know, when someone is like vulnerable and like when Teak is vulnerable, I'm like, oh, I don't want you to feel vulnerable. Like I want to comfort you. But when he's mean, I'm like, can you go? Can you go away? Like yeah. that's my first place. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very like silent treatment kind of person. Like I yeah. come from a family of people who can hold a grudge for like years. And so like, I'm like, I will ignore you for like four days. Like I could really do that and I can get into a really mean yeah. place too. So it's like, if I know he's feeling like vulnerable or sad, like everything in me wants to just like nurture him and like make him feel better and like make him not feel mm-hmm. sad. But if he's mean to me, I'm like, you could take all that meanness out the doors, which <laughs> yeah. you could do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like so. we had a big fight the other day and I think being in therapy helped us a lot. Like you yeah. got, you, you we had this big fight and it was like, your excuse coming up and I was just like you know it's fine it's and I was really mean I was like, like I hate you <laughs> and, I was like, and he was like you me. hate me and I was like I do that's my truth I hate you <laughs> exactly <laughs> that is my truth and I was like is it really is it really your truth is it really and he was like well I'm going to take a lot of distance and I was like I'm really sorry <laughs> oh. I'm yeah. really I was like I don't hate you I just get really mad and I got really mean and I don't want to be mean to you and he was just being really vulnerable he was like you know it hurts me when you say that and I was like shoot I don't want to yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I know, so it's like, I know you don't mean it. It's like, I know you don't mean that. But, you know, so it, it helps. Like, now we can, like, see, you know, like see. Like the second your, emotion. The second yeah, emotion. Yeah. 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 You know? Mm-hmm. It's been helpful. Yeah. And, like, vulnerability is hard. Oh. Yes. Well, anger is easy. Like, it's so, so much easier. Easy. If you're afraid that you're going to be left or whatever, that is a very hard feeling to sit with. Mm-hmm. But pushing somebody away is a easy way to deal with it because mm-hmm. then you're kind of in control of it yeah you totally. know? we can't do that anymore because we have a baby yeah yeah <laughs> so none of, none of that yeah, none yeah. Of that. None of that. And it's all, and I, it's there. It takes a special kind of vulnerability when when your specific insecurities around being left because yeah. it's so. I think I think for men in particular, it's like it's it's it it feels so weak to say that yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it does it does and it's like you're trying to and you and hate that to, you hate being in positions where you feel like weak I, I do that's true and I'm wor- working through like my masculinity stuff with that around like crying or weakness or things and what that really means because I, I feel that and then I don't want to show it so I get like you know and I get mean and I kind of like puff up mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't work yeah that kind of thing doesn't work yeah. so it's like learning to allow myself to feel other emotions and being able to like you know, like go through it, you know, go through it and feel it and be honest and vulnerable about what I'm really feeling. Cause it's like, those feelings don't define you. You know, no. you might feel weak, but you are not weak as a person, right. you know? And I think it's like knowing that whatever feeling we're having is not like the feeling that is as all of might. us all the time. Yep. Right. Wow. You can mm-hmm. let it pass through you. Mm-hmm. Let it pass through you. Be yeah. a filter, not a sponge. Be a filter, not a sponge. Oh, I like that. Yeah, babe. I like that. <laughs> So, uh, so Kim is uh, uh, in her, you know, earlier days living a romantic comedy where everybody proposes. What is, <laughs> what is, what is Teek's dating life like, pre-Kim? Oh, what was my dating life like? Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it was frequent. Let me tell you. When I moved, when I got to New York City, when I was like, I don't know, I was like twenty, twenty one. Um, I was pretty wild. Yeah, you know, coming from Buffalo, when you go to New York City first is we, if you come from, I don't know who here is from, like from smaller towns or smaller cities, but you move to these bigger cities, and it's just the diversity of people is just so overwhelming. And I would, there was just so many beautiful women in New York City, mm-hmm. and like I just wanted a little bit of all of them, <laughs> and that's what happened. You know, so that happened for a long time, and then I was in, you know, a few like you know relationships that lasted a few years. Um, you know, but yeah, I was, you know. 
I was a hoe for a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I think everybody should go through that whole phase. And I think you, you know? were kind of a messy hoe. Too. And that was, that was what's a messy hoe? Define a messy hoe. Uh, you know, just multiple multiple women at one time. Oh, and, you know, no. just not being careful. You uh-huh. know, not being strategic. Just just being young and dumb and having a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then and I think as I as I you know approached thirty, I started to slow down a little bit. Um, because I, cause I always wanted to have a family, you know, and I think, you know, I was in this relationship for two years and this one for three years and then, you know, here for four years and kind of just doing my thing, um, you know, but it didn't, you know, it really didn't work out until until here, you know. So I think it's, you know, pretty, pretty run in the mill, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And this, I've never proposed to anybody. Anybody proposed me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know, yeah. I think I've come, like, uh, I've had that marriage conversation a couple times, you know. And then also, Kim was my first relationship where I was fully, like, transgender in my, as, as like, fully as a, I don't say fully, but, like, uh, as a man who's through, has gone through my social transition, my legal transition, has gone through medical transition, I've really have arrived at the place where I wanted to be as a man. This has been my first relationship. So yeah. before before that, it was just lots of U-hauling lesbian relationships. Oh, my uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And are you both friends with exes? I have some exes. Yeah. Actually, um, her like god like papa mm-hmm. is one of my exes. Like mm-hmm. um, totally amazing human being. Such a great like is one of the people who was basically the reason why they broke up with me was like they're like too, they're like there are too many people who like you and I can't compete with all of that, but I'm gonna love you forever. Yeah. And they really did. They like very consistently throughout anything have always been in my life, always taken care of me, like always been a super awesome person and is really like a great friend to teach. Yeah, we're really good friends. Like really there's I'm definitely so happy that that's her godfather. Yeah, godfather. like super, super awesome. And and like I have yeah, I feel like there are quite a few who are like good, and then there are ones who like we will not mention their Kick names. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are not allowed to contact me, and they know that, and we see each other in the street, and they yeah. act like they don't know you me. Like, yeah. there's but for, for sure the most those. part, but for the most part, I think we get along with our exes. And is that like a queer, like gay thing? Do we do that? Is it is that a thing where we we're able to like keep friends with exes, or is that is that I mean, not a gay? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> people who are less petty than I. <laughs> no, actually, no, I actually am uh, friends with. A few of them, even yeah. like ones that I thought I never would be, but it yeah, took I, a it took some time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am too. I think it's, I think it's because if you turn your back on people, then you're, you know, I mean, the community is pretty small. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So like you, you shut doors and then you kind of end up alone. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. That's, true. that's uh, true. Especially if you if you live in one city for a long period of time. That's you know true. what I mean. Keep seeing the same I, and that's faces the thing. I like again. to date. You know, I like to date international. Yeah, I know you. Oh. For that exact reason. See, that's smart. I try not like to date like directly around me. I'm like, I want, I'm, I want to know that you are from a different city, so that when we break <laughs> up, you could stay in your city. I could stay in my smart. city. Smart. <laughs> uh-huh. Very good move. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the wedding like, by the way? We got married at City Hall. Hall. It was super sweet. Actually, like a friend of mine flew up from Toronto. Um, We had another friend who was from Brooklyn who like made us a bouquet full of like local flowers. Like it was just really like what where we where we spent our money and our time was in the honeymoon. Like we went to Costa Rica. We went to like Arena San Mar. We went to this like beautiful like it was it's private LGBT beach. Yeah, like it was our. 
Yeah. We hung off of everything. Like, we did so yeah, much. Yeah, we, we had a great time. Zip lining yeah. and snorkeling. And, like, we great. really had, like, and that was the thing. That was always what I wanted. Like, I'm like, yes, the wedding is, like, super fun. And I get that. But for me, like, I want to, like, adventure and, like, play and, like, explore and, like, get to yeah. have something that, like, that's the kind of thing I feel like you really get to have a strong memory of. Yeah. yeah. I feel like weddings are for other people and not necessarily for you. I've known mm-hmm. so many people that spend, like, thousands and thousands oh. of dollars on their wedding. And they don't even get to drink the free liquor while they're there. And it's like, we can't even have sex afterward because we're so tired. Or they break up like two years later. Like, remember that? Yeah, my my homie and his girl and his wife. Such a beautiful wedding. Like, oh my gosh, everyone had so much fun. And like, when you, I remember when when Teak brought me to meet them, I was like, they are not having sex with each other. And like a few months later, they broke up. I was like, they don't like each other. Yeah, so we didn't, so we didn't do the, we didn't do the wedding thing. And then another thing, around that time, my mother was really, really sick. Yeah. My mother had stage four cancer at that time. And I just knew, I knew she wouldn't be able to make the wedding. And then I, you know, I was really, I really wanted us to get married because I wanted my mother to meet my wife before she passed away. My mother, my mother died a month later after we, wow. she died in June of that year. Yeah. So it was like. It would never have. It wouldn't have. It, like, I think we'll do it eventually. I feel like in like, like 10 years. Yeah. Maybe. We'll like renew our vows and have like a big super party. Cause I do, I'm like very feminine that way. I want a big fat dress. Like I yeah. want an ostentatious display uh-huh. <laughs> just a train and yeah poofs and, and i want people holding it and i want like birds holding the back of it like i want a whole bunch of things like i want that but we could wait yeah we could wait yeah, and then you'll have the uh the, the five yeah, yeah exactly. exactly then we could have the whole team everyone could be holding yeah. on to the everybody has a role <laughs> exactly yeah it was great though it was really perfect though it was really awesome, it was awesome. we got married on a monday and i think i rented a, a like a bmw i got a bmw like zip car i think yeah right. you know and then we went and we went and ate at this really amazing like vegan korean restaurant and then we went and ate again um up at silly island yeah yeah a town at this italian place and it gave me a free bottle of wine kim doesn't drink so you know I drank some of it. It was really, we had a really great time. I definitely smoked oh, weed nice. that night. Yeah, I got really high. It was really fun. We have fun. It, it was, was a fun day. Really fun. It was a fun day. And what goes on in the LGBT private beach in Costa Rica? That's Everything what? goes on in the <laughs> I didn't even know this existed. It was amazing. It was just so beautiful. Like the um, resort was in a national park. So there's like, sloths like hanging around and like hummingbirds like when you open up your window and like just it's beautiful and then the beach is just like this gorgeous little cove that's like tucked away from everything and like it was and it was for like you know LGBT folks to be on that beach and just be you know to be be happy and gay and topless and do whatever you want to be and uh without worrying about about anything it was awesome it was beautiful it was awesome I had actually it was funny I had actually went there for the first time with my ex (laughs) and I just went for like a day and I remembered I was like I'm gonna go here on my honeymoon with someone who's not you (laughs) 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 I'm gonna go here and spend a really nice long time there I had a great time and it was awesome it was yeah, awesome. Ernest Del Mar was great. Yeah. And then it was like, it's, and, and you know, they're so uh, eco-conscious there in Costa Rica where we were. So the resort was like built like into the mountain. And then after the sun went down, we had to like, you, we had to like respect like the animals, like the nocturnal animals. So you couldn't like, there was no partying. There was no bullshit mm-hmm. after the sun went down because, you know, you had to respect the time for the animals. It was really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. We had a wow. great time. We were there for like two weeks. Yeah. Wow. It was great. It was really great. And we're going to go back for, for Christmas. Yeah, seriously. I'm telling you, go. Yeah. You gotta go. Go, you gotta go. go, go. So, the like food is amazing. Too. The drinks are amazing. Like, everyone treats you so, so nice. Like, it's just. Let's yeah. take them on as a sponsor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll just, you know, then they'll send us down. That's right? exactly what That's you do. That's the agreement. Do. Yeah. Smart. Right? We'll do Smart. a live show there. You know what's funny? I was actually reading in a magazine, Issa Ray. That was one of the first places she went when she got a bunch of money, Arena Del Mar. Oh, really? Yeah, she was like, I got a bunch of money, and I went to this resort. And I was like, yes, you did. That's exactly what you wanted to do. Arena Del Mar. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Thank you so much for being here. This is great. Thank y'all for having me. So happy to have you in the city. Had so much fun. Enjoy the rest of your uh, of your stay. Yes, definitely. Ella, show us love. Soleil did not make a peep through this entire thing. I can't. She woke up and then she fell right back to sleep. That's the thing. Usually she'll just wake up and be like, "Is there anything here for me?" There isn't. I'm going (laughs) back to sleep. She looks pretty cozy. I love it. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Thank Thank y'all for having us. Teak, Kim, Soleil, oh, Faye, Dave. Faye, Faye, by the way, farted through that entire interview. Snorting farted really for the whole entire time. Yeah. It was it was in its way adorable. Yeah, and also truly nauseating. And those those people were such a class act. They <laughs> really were. sit through that. They really were. If they are coming to your town, go and watch them. Yes. Go and, uh, and you can see their TED talk. Mm-hmm. You can see their talk with Dave Holmes. That's true. Uh, yeah, we'll post online. it online uh, at Homophilia Pod. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, it really does help us get the word please out to new listeners. Do. So five stars only, please. Five stars only, please. If it's four or below, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ryan, Connor. Thank you, uh, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Matt McCoy. Thank you, Dave Holmes. See you next time. Thank you, Homophiliacs. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.